What's up, Cougar Nation? Welcome to BYU Basketball Beyond the Court. I'm Jack Snilson, and I'm here to bring you the inside info on every single name in BYU hoops. On today's episode of BYU Basketball Beyond the Court, we sit down with recent transfer from Coastal Carolina, Rudy Williams, and discuss his journey that led him to BYU, as well as his role on this year's roster. All that and more today on BYU Basketball Beyond the Court. We recorded an incredible interview with Rudy Williams, uh, grad transfer from Coastal Carolina heading to BYU. He's already made a huge impact on the team as far as leadership, overall talent. The dude is just incredible. So we had a great interview with him. We're super excited for you guys to listen to that. So without further ado, listen up. We're here with Rudy Williams. Rudy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, just got out of practice. Thanks for having me, guys. Recent transfer from Coastal Carolina, BYU basketball guard Rudy Williams. Um, we want to talk about, obviously, you today as a player, but we want to talk a little bit about your journey, too, because you've got an interesting story. So, 16 years old, you're living in Hamilton, Canada, is that right? Hamilton, Ontario. And you decide you want to move to America and play basketball. How, how do you make that choice to leave family, friends, everything behind for basketball? Um, that choice was made by just me, I would say, looking at the bigger picture and looking like, you know, a couple years down the road. When I was in high school, it was like my ultimate goal was to be a Division I basketball player, and I wanted to play on, like, the biggest stage and stuff like that. So I just realized when I was um, 16 at the time, that was something that was going to have to happen for me to accomplish those goals. So that's what happened when I did it. Where did your love for basketball come from? Um, My love for basketball came probably just being around my family and stuff. You know, we all grew up playing basketball, and I kind of just fell in line. And when I was coming up, Vince Carter and the Toronto Raptors was like a newer thing. So, like, that was just, like, the hottest thing in Canada. And, you know, basketball in Canada wasn't always the greatest but, you know, when that when Vince Carter came around and stuff like that, it was on TV, it just, you know, it, it made you a fan and made you have love for basketball. Yeah. Those purple pinstripe jerseys. Yeah, throwback. That, that would make me a fan too, yeah. One of those. So to make that decision at 16 years old, I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. But you were saying just earlier that you kind of had to convince your family. They were saying, you know, you're not ready for this. How did you have that certainty that this is – something you were prepared for and something you were willing to do? I would just say, you know, I was just so, like, determined to do this and accomplish my goal. I was like, whatever I have to do to get it done, I'm going to do. Like, there was nothing stopping me from uh, accomplishing my goal of becoming a Division I player and stuff. I used to watch all the March Madness games and stuff like that on TV, and, like, I just always dreamt about being – on that stage and being on that TV and like people being able to watch me and stuff. So I was like, whatever I have to do to get that done, I'm going to do it. So that's super impressive. I mean, everybody has the dream, right? But nobody really makes it happen like that. So props to you because that is a lot of determination. It's crazy. Yeah. Thanks for sure. So coming out of high school, um, tell us a little bit about your first college experience at Oklahoma A&M. What was it like? Recruiting, playing there, and then eventually becoming an All-American. Um, my first journey in college, you know, it was going to junior college, obviously, like you said. And 
it was just, it was different. It was my first time ever being super, super far away from home. I was in a different time zone for the first time. Never, ever thought I'd ever be in Oklahoma a day in my life. Never thought I'd step foot in that state. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was fun, you know. It was the best, it was like the best two years I could have asked for. And I I took full advantage of the opportunity that I had. And it made me, it made me uh, grow up on the fly as a player and as a person because junior college, you're kind of just more like have to like just figure it out yourself. You don't have as much resources as you do at like, you know, bigger division one schools. So, you know, you kind of just have to grow up on the fly. You have to just figure out a way to do your homework. You have to figure out a way to get better in the gym, stuff like that. So um, I feel like I just grew up and matured faster and, and it helped with my game and it also helped me as a person as well. Yeah, it's like a little bit of culture shock even too. Like you're coming from Canada, you're coming from growing up in Ontario and back in Oklahoma, it's a little bit different, you know. It was a complete culture shock yeah. from the big city and um where I was in Oklahoma was the complete opposite, you know, cows on the side of the road, <laughs> horses, dirt roads and stuff like that. I mean, when I first got there, I just remember driving from the airport which was in the city and then as we got further away, it was less highways and it was more dirt. And I was yeah. like, why are there cows and <laughs> horses and stuff like that? And, um, yeah. Wait, yeah. Were you nervous on that drive? For sure. I was. I remember just looking out the window and just like my neck was doing 360s. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I've never seen this before. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was different. But, you know, it was good for me. I needed it for real. So, Did you get a lot of country music in Oklahoma? They play a lot of that. They did, but I, I'm just gonna go and throw this out there that I wasn't the biggest fan. Oof. You know, so hot that's take, all, hot all take. the country people out there. I'm so sorry, but that's <laughs> that's not my. Uh, it's a love or hate thing. You either love it. Yeah, or hate it's it. nothing in between. So after Oklahoma and M, like like you said, you grow a lot as a player. You eventually become all an all American, and then transfer to Kansas State. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean. You're close to Oklahoma still, Kansas yeah. State, but obviously that's a big step. Um, yeah, that drive from my junior college in Oklahoma to Kansas State was probably about four hours, so like you said, it was close. But, um, you know, just my time at Kansas State, I was grateful for it. It was um, it was during the pandemic year, so things were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all the, the right resources that we would have had in a normal time. Um, you know, it was it was just really good for me, I feel like. You know, I look back at it, and I'm just like, I was I was grateful that I made that move. Uh, every night, we played against a guy or guys who are currently in the NBA right now. So like you were you were I was battle tested, and you got great competition every single night. It was hands down the best conference in basketball, and just the people there they were they were good people. The coaching staff was great people. We had uh, good like support staff, academic people, tutors, and stuff like that. And you know, I I just grew as a person as well when I got there. I definitely grew as a player because you know, like I said, you're playing against guys. That, yeah. Like, you know, I'll name some names: Cade Cunningham, Davion Mitchell. Uh, you know, those guys are all in the NBA right yeah, now. Yeah, you have to grow as yeah, a player. Yeah, those guys are thriving <laughs> in the NBA. So like, you had no choice but to bring it every night and get better because those guys were coming, and you knew you had to go up against those guys, and they were the best of the best. So I was super grateful for my time at Kansas State. Unfortunately, it just didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, so I had to make a move. But nonetheless, like that was a great year of my life, um, on and off the court. Also, yeah. did really well academically there as well. So hey, that's awesome. Know, they had they had good tutors and academic people there. So shout out to them. 
and like you said, it, you make a move. Coastal Carolina, you kind of hit your stride. You're averaging double digits. Tell us about what it was like there, how you fit in, what was your, your role at Coastal Carolina. Uh, well, initially, I decided to go to Coastal Carolina when I was leaving Kansas State just because of prior relationships. Um, they were one of like the first schools to be recruiting me, um, even when I was in high school and when I was in junior college as well. So I, I was familiar with the staff. I was familiar with the place. I was on their campus you know, a couple times. So um, I just knew that I was comfortable, and I feel like that's what I needed after leaving K-State. You know, I kind of got the experience, and I, I took a bunch of mental notes, and I was like, okay, this is how you have success. I was kind of trying to figure out college basketball. So after leaving Kansas State, I was like, okay, I had my notes, and I was like, this is how you have success in college basketball. And I kind of just went somewhere where I felt like I would be able to get that done. And, um, you know, obviously I, I figured that out at, at Coastal Carolina. And uh, shout out to them. You know, I had a good relationship with the staff. They trusted me. I trusted them. The play style fit. And, uh, you know, it just it worked out how it was supposed to. And you know, I had I had a very successful year last season with them. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's good to hear some positive from Coastal Carolina. A lot of BYU fans <laughs> still have some bitter Drama. taste in their mouth from that football game. Yeah, but I, I apologize for uh, the Coastal Carolina guys roughing up Zach Wilson. Man. I <laughs> he turned out okay. He did okay. He's- He's still the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, from Coastal Carolina, you come to BYU. How did you make that decision? What it, What's it like here for you? How is it different? And how do you fit in? Um, The decision for me to leave Coastal Carolina and eventually coming to BYU, it wasn't an easy decision because, you know, obviously I had a lot of success at Coastal Carolina. So, you know, me, myself, I didn't think I was going to leave the situation I was in and then other people as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I just had some talks with my family and, you know, some of my mentors and, uh, they were just like, it was like in the bigger picture, it was something that I had to do. It was tough, but, um, I had to do it. And when I was in the transfer portal, I was hearing from a bunch of schools, a bunch of big names and stuff. But, um, when BYU reached out, coach Pope, coach figure and the rest of the staff, it was just a different, you know, everyone has all those schools have recruiting pitches and then, you know, they say stuff to, you know, try to get guys. But, um, with Coach Pope and Coach Fieger, their recruiting pitch was just a little bit more different than everybody else's. And I felt like it was the most authentic, like it was super real. And, you know, what they were talking about, I did my homework on it, and they weren't lying to me. They weren't just trying to sell me a dream or nothing like that. What they told me that they could help me do if I chose to come to BYU um, ended up being true. And, like, obviously I'm, I'm going through it right now, as you know, as we get ready to tip off in about a month. But, um yeah, I, I've, I've been loving it so far since I've got here. You know, I feel like I've been fitting in pretty well with the guys. I have a good relationship with pretty much everybody on the team. And um, the guys have embraced me. You know, they've embraced who I am as a person, as a player. And I've embraced them. So, I mean, it's, it's working both ways. And, you know, I'm super grateful to be here because I've I've learned a lot of stuff so far. It's only been, like, about two months. But, you know, I, I've learned that there's great people here. There's really good players here. And, um I'm excited for everything that happened that's going to happen in the next couple of months starting in November. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, Coastal Carolina, you graduated, right? And you're on your way to a master's. How How is that? You know, you're first in the family mm-hmm. to get a degree. What does that feel like to you? Um, honestly, it, it, it's super fulfilling just with the journey I've been on throughout the years. You know, even going back into high school, um, 
you know, things weren't always like traditional. Like my route that I took wasn't always traditional. So I currently have two degrees right now. I have an associate's and I have the bachelor's pursuing the master's. Um, you know, so like I feel like it's just really I'm super proud of myself for that. For you should be. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. You know, obviously, sure. I'm the first one of the first in my family. So I'm super proud of it. And, you know, I just feel like it's going to help me a lot down the road when um, basketball is like when I decide to hang it up with basketball. So, you know, I'm excited for that to open doors. And, you know, I've built a lot of connections throughout my years of college and I've met a lot of good people. So I feel like that's going to help me way down the road and, you know, help me win, you know, off the court as well. And for your master's degree, what are you pursuing? It's biology. Biology. An easy one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that's just super impressive. I got to say, yeah, both your basketball and your academic journey, you just made it happen against a lot of odds. So yeah. I just want to say that is super impressive. Appreciate that. Props to you. And then also a bit of an entrepreneur with your clothing brand, R3. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I have a, like a apparel brand out. It's in my Instagram bio. It's also in my Twitter bio. It's called R3 Athletics. And, you know, I, I'm just just trying to, like, you know, sell my name a little bit, you know, with the whole NIL stuff now with the NCAA that they let us do. And um, so far I've had some pretty good success with it. You know, people are supporting it. Um, and I kind of just want to take it to the next level. You know, my goal is with that, you know, not like besides, like, making money, but, like, it's just I just want people to understand, you know, who I am and, what I'm about and stuff like that. So I feel like if people are supporting, they will kind of, you know, they'll be invested in me and they'll, they'll know a little bit more about me because obviously if you're buying my, you know, like my merchandise and my apparel, um, you know, you care about me as a person, as a player. So, you know, that's the goal for it, you know. And I need I need it in the rock as well. I need some some people rocking hey, it in the rock. You heard yeah. that, Rock Nation. Let's get some, uh, let's see some R3 gear this yeah. season. Um, so... Like we said, you found some, some success at Coastal Carolina. You're the only guy on this year's roster to average double digits in Division One basketball. And you're a transfer coming in. Mm-hmm. So how how does that put some pressure on you to be an instant leader? Like you're coming in as a transfer and a lot is expected of you. How, how do you handle that pressure? Um, I just feel like I'm prepared for it. You know, like I said, just with my journey throughout the years of being in college. I, I, I like to call it battle-tested, you know. I've, I like to think I've weathered the storm, you know. I'm sure everyone does. But, like, you know, I've been through a lot of tough stuff in my life and experiences um, on the court and off the court that I feel like is going to help me be able to lead this team. You know, we're young, but we're also old as well. So, um, and I feel like I just have the right, the right personality and I'm about the right stuff for me able to lead this team. And I feel like the guys respect me. And um, I respect them, so it goes both ways. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm ready for the job. I know I'm ready for the job, and uh, I'm excited for it. And, and we saw that in practice today. I mean, oh, yeah. you're calling the shots a bit. You're kind of um, commanding guys out there on the floor, kind of like a, a quarterback almost, like yeah. telling people where to go. I mean, and it's a competitive practice. So for Sure, every day. Every day it's, you know, guys are going at it. Um, we, we're really deep. We have about double-digit guys that are that can bring it every night and that can go at you so uh yeah practices do get pretty hectic yeah what's your relationship with with the guys you know being a little bit of a leader on the court what's it like off the court um my relationship with the guys is actually it's pretty good i love it to be honest you know 
couple weeks back, we took a team retreat uh, out to Heber City, I believe is what okay. it's called. Nice, nice. I'm not too familiar with, you know. You <laughs> no, that's yet, right. That's right. Yeah. But it was, um, it was out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, we got to learn each other a bit more. And the guys learned some stuff about me that they didn't know. And I learned a ton of stuff about everyone, literally each individual that I didn't know. And I feel like that just brought our relationship closer. And, you know, the, the guys, they, they've embraced who I am as a person. I get to be myself. I don't really have to, you know, fake anything when I'm around the guys. And, uh, you know, neither with them. They don't got to fake anything with me. And, you know, I, we're just all accepting. We're an accepting group. So it's like well, whoever you are as a person, we're going to, like, you know, find a way to make it work. You know, whether whatever difference is or whatever it is. But, you know, but we're a, we're a close group. You know, off the court, we joke around a lot. Um, honestly, yesterday after practice, me and a couple of the guys and some of the coaches, we sat down after practice and ate food, and we we sat down for about three or four hours. Like, we <laughs> looked up at the clock, and we're like, all right, someone's got to get up and go home because we've been talking for way too long. So, you know, we have a good relationship. This is a, this is a good locker room. You know, Coach tries to, you know, his thing, his goal is to have the best locker room in America. That's right. And um, I feel like we're making progress towards that. We're on our way to that because, you know, we're a really good group, and you know everyone is about the right stuff. So it's a big time. Is there anybody on the team you're especially close to, or have a, a close relationship with? Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not picking favorites. You know, not <laughs> think I see this, but I'd probably say Jackson. Obviously, he's my roommate. I live with him. I see him more than I probably want to. <laughs> um, and then I'd just probably say Gideon because I've known him for previous years before me coming to BYU, and um, you know we're obviously we're the we're the both super seniors, you know, so. You know, we've and we've also had some tough, tough journeys as well. So we relate to that in life. But I would say probably those two, G and uh, Jackson. And how, how important is that to have people who kind of understand you, who have, you know, maybe not a similar story, but they can relate to you and you can kind of build off of that in your relationship, both on and off the court? Um, I would say it helps just because, you know, like, you know, I, I know what a guy like G's been through in his career and in his life and I and he knows what I've been through so it's like we kind of have that you know that motivation and that fire to fight for one another because like you know when I'm out there and I see G is giving it his all I know what he's fighting for and when I when he sees me giving him my all he knows what I'm fighting for so you know it kind of just gives us an extra boost to you know just keep helping each other and elevating each other and getting each other better and you know just helping each other win pretty much and then last season in the WCC for BYU, um, obviously you want to finish it out right. What are your expectations for this season? My expectations are just to win. You know, want to go into the. I won't be there, unfortunately. I won't be going to the Big Twelve, but we want to go in there with um, good tracks ahead of us. And you know, obviously the goal is obviously March Madness. Everyone wants to do that. You want to make a postseason run. You want to hang a banner up, whether if it's the WCC regular season championship or if it's the the tournament championship. But you know, you want to win something. You know, we have a pretty crazy schedule this year, so I feel like by the time we get to March and we get to postseason play, uh, you know, like the word I used earlier, guys will be battle tested. We will be battle tested, and I feel like we'll be ready to go. So that's the goal. March, nothing else. That's awesome. Well, Rudy. We're super glad to have you on today. We really appreciate your time, and we wish you all the best this season and going forward as well. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Go Cougs. Rudy Williams of BYU Basketball. Follow him on Twitter at Ruadale. Is, that, is yeah. that how you say that? And then on Instagram, same, Ruadale. Nice. Thanks Perfect. for coming. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.
Just want to thank again Rudy Williams of BYU Basketball for joining the podcast. It was just incredible to listen to him. His story is awesome. We're going to hear him more on the podcast, you know, down the road. Definitely going to be looking at him throughout the season. Uh, but this is the end of the episode. We'd love you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Beyond BYU Hoops and YouTube as well. We have full interviews there, BYU Basketball Beyond the Hoops on YouTube. You can find the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, make sure to like, review, comment, send it to a friend. You know, if you really like this interview, let them know. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.